but John Sands Sega SC3000, named by Video Age as the best home computer of 1983. And if you buy now, its price of less than $300 also includes this Sega Super Tape of 6, yes, 6 great programs, plus a 5-hour hands-on course in using your Sega. Wake the fuck up, Samurai. What is going on, everybody? Uh, my name is Elder Basic, and I am going to... I guess I'm going to be your host for uh, episode one of Neon Talk, a Cyberpunk 2077 podcast. All right. So, I guess we can't just get started. I, this is episode one. I got to give a little bit of background as to, I guess, why I'm doing this show. Uh, for a little bit of context, uh, so my name is Elder. I am a am indie podcaster, um, and I'm also, I guess, a junior novelist slash indie novelist. I wrote a book called Echoes of the Holograph, and it's a short story compilation. The sixth uh, the sixth short story uh, in the book is really heavily inspired by cyberpunk, and I guess the second short story is too. Uh, it's dystopian, it's about robots, it's really cool. And yeah, I don't know, I've been kind of, I've been pretty much following the game ever since, well, I guess I should, I should, I should probably preface by saying that I had been kind I kind of got I got in I got into the Witcher right kind of late but um I've always I've been a big fan of CD Project Red for I guess since 2013 um I got into the Witcher really late like I literally beat it in 2019 which is 4 years after it came out and um if you hear jingling that's my dog Zelda I apologize about that I also have intense heartburn right now anyway that's not something you need to know Cyberpunk I guess it it's it's one of those games that caught my attention really early on. Um, I, I, I say it with the utmost of care because I don't pre-order games a whole lot, but Cyberpunk and, you know, I've, I've only really pre-ordered a handful of games. Uh, I think Street Fighter V, um, Shadow of the Colossus, maybe? <laughs> and uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is definitely going to, you know, join the ranks of the handful of games that I've pre-ordered. A little bit of background on me. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm an indie podcaster, indie novelist, but also, um, I just kind of love that 80s aesthetic. Uh, I, I guess for me, it kind of comes down to it musically, maybe. I started listening to dubstep back in 2011, 12, maybe 10. Obviously, I jumped into the, jumped onto the train with Skrillex's Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites. Fast forward dubstep and EDM, and I've you know every, I've listened to everything from dubstep to glitch hop to everything Monster Cat put out to rhythm to big room to trap to trap EDM to I don't know trap EDM man sorry about that trap dubstep to where it is right now to rhythm and then maybe a few years back I started listening to Mitch Murder and for those of you who have listened to my show in the past you'll know that Mitch Murder is. Um, has been, you know, featured. His music has been featured pretty prominently in some of my in some of my recordings. So yeah, I started, you know, listening to that. Started following uh, some synthwave, you know, music collectives and record labels, and got into vaporwave and started kind of paying attention to the to that aesthetic, right? That neon, that purple, blue, that 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 vibe, right? The Ghost in the Shell, the the Akira wallpapers on Google Images, you know, I started kind of paying attention to that and the whole Neo Tokyo vibe, and and then obviously, as a result, you know, I started paying a little more attention to Cyberpunk 2077. All right, and I got to get this out of the way first. I have not played the board game. 
I am a avid student of the game of, of, of the gaming industry and all of that, but I have not played the board game, and that's going to be probably an episode or so, or something in and of itself. <laughs> so anyway. All right, so the point of the show, uh, what is Neon Talk, a Cyberpunk 2077 podcast? It is a Cyberpunk 2077, the game, fucking fan podcast. It's going to be great. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about any major news that comes out. We're going to talk about debacles, updates, and all around hoot nanny in the ramp up to the game's launch. After the game launches, we'll do a few episodes uh, with some actual hands-on impressions. And then, you know, as you guys know, I'm a one-man show. I do Eldar Talks Games. I do Eldar Talks Games semicolon industry. And I do this show, Eldar Talks Games Neon Talk, right? It's a lot of the word talk, I'm starting to realize. But anyway, I do three shows, right? Neon Talk, that's one of those that's basically, you know, after the game comes out and after I I talk about it a little bit, unless I just really want to keep it going, the season of Neon Talk will probably be over and I'll move on to another game that I'm anticipating, right? It's going to be great. So, anyway... You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this show. Um, all the news and whatnot about like my podcast and stuff will be at the end of the show. But for now, let's go ahead and turn on the music. Turn on a little bit of synth weave. Weave? Synth wave. Synth weave would be cool. Sounds like armor. And uh, let's get into the show. We're going to talk about some news and kind of do a overall check on you know what Cyberpunk 2077 looks like today. February 20th, 2020. Happy Palindrome Day. All right. Talk to y'all soon. So anybody that's uh, listened to uh, Industry, my my second sideshow, knows that I like to kind of go into detail about, you know, whatever game I'm talking about, just so that everyone's kind of brushed up to speed, blah, 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 and so that, you know, hey, maybe you think I'm talking about the board game. Well, this is the part of the episode where there will be no confusion. All right. So, as I understand it, Cyberpunk 2077 is a open-world uh, sci-fi uh, RPG that takes place in a pretty cool-looking place called Night City. Uh, it's supposedly unbelievably dangerous. Um, kind of like I like I mentioned earlier, it's an open-world. Um, uh, from what I've seen recently, it's not quite as big as The Witcher 3's map, but it's probably more... Um, it's probably more packed. There was obviously a lot of, you know, part, there was a lot of the map in The Witcher 3 that, you know, was obviously desolate and more for scenery, and I would imagine that Cyberpunk's map is, you know, more condensed. So anyway, there's going to be six different regions. Um, you basically take the role of a mercenary called V, 
the game takes place in a uh, first-person perspective. Um, I'm assuming you know what that means if you're listening to a gaming podcast. But if you don't, a first-person perspective uh, basically means you either you kind of see it as a normal person would with your hands. You see your hands or your gun or your sword or decapitated bat, whatever you you choose to be holding at the time. Um, the game, you know, it, it kind of kind of follows the same gameplay template as Deus Ex. Yeah, if you guys have played uh, probably the most recent two, which would be the, the closest to it, Human Rank, Human Revolution, Mankind Divided. Um, obviously, you know, there's elements in both franchises of hacking. Uh, guns are primary, you know, primarily the main weapon. Although I would imagine that even though I ha- I don't recall seeing any sort of like Omni Blade or Arm Blade in Cyberpunk 2077's gameplay uh, demonstrations. It's fair to assume that swords are probably going to be a thing in this. Knives, at least. Um, the first weapon that V gets, you know, in, in the gameplay demonstrations is a hand handgun. So it's fair to assume that guns are pretty prominent in this game. Kind of like in Deus Ex, though, the cool part is, you know, you can do lethal and non-lethal playthroughs. So for those of you like me who basically have only done non-lethal playthroughs in Metal Gear Solid 2 and one you'll be happy to know that you can rip and tear all the way through night city and uh from kind of more of like a i guess dev background the uh the game is developed using the red engine for uh 500 people worked on the game which is more than was allotted to the game uh uh the witcher 3 uh, which is pretty surprising. Like, I, I always figured that so many people worked on The Witcher and Cyberpunk. More people are working on that. Um, CD Projekt Red is located in Poland, and they're partnered with NVIDIA. Um, the uh, creator, Mike Pondsmith, uh, who, you know, basically created the board game, is a consultant on the game, which is really cool. And as a lot of you probably know, uh, and if you don't, it's definitely something that you need to YouTube immediately. Keanu Reeves... Uh, has a starring role in the game as, uh, well, I, I guess, I guess you should kind of go and see that for yourself. We'll just say he go ahead, he, he lives in your mind in the game. Um, the soundtrack is supposedly pretty damn good. Uh, Grimes and ASAP Rocky are featured pretty heavily in Gazelle Twin. It's, it's pretty awesome. Um, I am probably going to be playing some of the, uh, some of the soundtrack as the podcast goes on, but Need to check some copyright stuff first before I just go ahead and throw that in there. One of the cool things that a lot of people saw and were attracted to is that in the game, you get a pretty large amount of control over what your character looks like. Uh, pretty much anything from, you know, the character's voice to hair, body type, clothing, stats. There's a few stat categories. They're influenced by the character class. Netrunner, which is mainly for hacking. Techie, which is more like for machinery stuff. Um, Solo, which is combat base. So very pew pew. Uh, The perk, there's also, you know, the perk tree branches off into melee, handguns, shotguns, rifles, sniper rifles, hacking, two-handed combat, uh, assassination, engineering, and athletics. Anyway. All right. So that's kind of, I guess, like the bare bones introduction to Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and just jump right into some of the news kind of surrounding the game in recent months. 
recently, the uh, the team was kind of kind of put under a little bit of fire for their stance on crunch. They basically said that you know it was necessary, and that uh, basically the studio is going to be undergoing crunch because that's how games get from you know A to triple A. Uh, I'm obviously paraphrasing the quote here. I'm not a journalist, but what I can say though is working at an actual game studio myself is that crunch I don't know it feels like if you want your game to be super successful and kind of rise rise above the rise above the crop so to speak I don't know it putting in that extra bit of like emotional work in the tail end of a game's release there's something magical about it so personally I don't really have too much against crunch so the game recently suffered a delay from April to September. Basically, CD Projekt Red said that uh, they will take the extra time to polish the game. Um, and as an RPG that has 70 plus, 75 plus side missions uh, with a ton of story elements, probably just a ridiculous amount of collision detection, that's that's all totally fine for me. A lot of people asked, you know, uh, studio head John Mamey. Uh, if the game would come to Switch. At which point he said, and I quote, not as far as I know. I don't know if Cyberpunk 2077 would work on the Nintendo Switch. It might be too heavy for it. But then again, we did put The Witcher 3 on it and we thought that would be too heavy, but somehow we pulled it off. So basically what they're saying is that it is possible, maybe in the future sometime, I don't know. Maybe if Nintendo releases the Switch Pro. I don't know, I guess we'll see. But for now, it's not looking good for Cyberpunk 2077's debut. Anyway, shifting gears here, something you guys might not know is that CD Projekt Red had considered a VR mode for Cyberpunk 2077, but uh, obviously that didn't happen, or is not going to happen at the moment. In a report with DSO Gaming, CD Projekt Red basically said that they were going to consider making the game VR compatible, but eventually decided against it. CD Projekt Red's uh, John Mamey, head of studio, said that they did consider using VR in the game, but when they went as far as experimentation, decided that it wasn't really super practical. And I quote, We tried. We were thinking about VR, but yeah, we're not doing anything with VR. We got the VR dev kits, but some things would work in VR, but I think it's not really viable yet. You're not making a lot of money in VR. It's very experimental and niche. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like VR, but we're not doing anything with it just at the moment. Alright, so, news story number three. I know that if you guys are anything like me, you're kind of you're super curious about how long the game actually is. Uh, in a recent interview, uh, Mamey, head of studio again, revealed that while he couldn't really give an exact estimate to the game's overall length, players will be given plenty to do in the game, given that the upcoming game is going to contain about 75 street stories told throughout Night City, where the game takes place. There's a couple of layers, Mamey said. There's a passive layer, which is the vendors, then there's the STSs, which are the street stories. I think there are about 75 street stories. Then there are minor activities as well. So the game kind of has layered uh, quests. You have important quests, main side quests, probably like a lower tier than that, and then just like little stuff. Um, And this kind of follows in the same footsteps as The Witcher 3. Um, That game had multiple tiers of side quests, which I loved. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Mamey then explained that street stories are like small quests that players could pursue apart from the game's main campaign, so side quests. 
However, Mimei further explained that these side quests are still worth pursuing given that they will level up the player's character and allow them to explore the world and fully immerse themselves in the lore of Cyberpunk 2077. Alrighty, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode one of Neon Talk, a Cyberpunk 2077 podcast. Just a few things from me. The show structure is going to follow basically these three main pieces, intro, news pieces, and outro. Uh, This is primarily a Cyberpunk fan show, so pretty much anytime any major news gets announced, we're going to talk about it here. Uh, I got a lot of things planned from playing the board game to getting some developers from CD Projekt Red possibly on the show. Um, it's going to be really cool. Um, just so you guys know, this is a monthly show. So each month, uh, around the middle of the month, a new episode will be coming out. Uh, please remember that I am an indie podcaster. I work for full time. Uh, I work full time for a game studio called People Fun, and as a result of that. Uh, I generally don't make too much off of podcasting. I do it for the love of it, for the fun of it. But if you want to support me, I have a Patreon, and that's patreon.com slash Games. So go ahead and check that out. You can also support me by buying my book, Echoes of the Holograph, on Amazon. And above all, you can support my main sponsor, 8bit.net. A-T-E-B-I-T dot net. I've been friends with these guys for a number of years. We're podcast slash content creation group. And basically, I, I feel like I think I'm the only American on the team. Everyone else is from Australia. Anyway, that's 8bit.net. Go ahead and check them out on the socials. They're my main sponsor for this show. Uh, they There's some really killer podcasts on that network that you guys absolutely need to go check out. Anyway, this has been episode one of Neon Talk. And we're out. <laughs>